0: Count the Rupi is descending on them quickly, and Count to Rupi takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudge is running home to second, and then came Yamazaki, but it's a local victory. Count the Rupi for Brock Road, won it by two lengths to Nudge. G'day listeners, welcome to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Uh, Easter weekend coming up, we've got the Easter Cup down in Caulfield, and also All-Age Stakes Day at Randwick. Really hoping to be on a bit of an improved track this week, soft seven, maybe heavy eight if we're lucky. Uh, what we've done this week is myself and, and Bryce Parker from Back of winner Oz, we uh, pre-recorded a bit of a, well it was supposed to be a bit of a shorter segment this week in regards to just rattling off the races and no um, no odds and, and not no speed map talk, anything like that because um, you know he's pretty busy up there in Brisbane and I've had a few things on as well so we've, we've, we've sort of tried to shorten it up but... Um our pre recorded podcast ended up going for fifty minutes anyway, so what I'm gonna do is sort of lead us into that. I do apologize early here guys. Um we had a little bit of uh what would you call it? A little bit of trouble early on with our connection. Um I was joking around a few times that Bryce's internet connection up there at Brisbane's no good, so uh the first couple of minutes of the recording are no good and then we get into some um a lot better for the rest of it. So Hopefully we find plenty of winners, and um, that's that's the most important thing leading into Easter. I'll uh, start the intro now, and we'll get into the proper podcast. It's She's Extreme during two lengths clear. Fireburn, she's looking to defy history. She's giving Chase the slipper winner, and Fireburn went past She's Extreme. She's a very exciting filly. Fireburn by two lengths hey punters uh, as i suggested just before we've got a bit of a pre-recorded episode here with um selections for the upcoming big races on the weekend obviously easter this weekend so we've uh you know we've knocked off we've cracked the beers early and we don't want to spend too much time jabbering on you so we're going to do a bit of a quick segment tonight but um, how you doing up there in brisbane bryce good thanks mate thanks again for having me
1: and um yeah well done last week mate and uh, good luck everyone to this weekend uh, all my teacher on backerwinner.com.au today at uh has been four out of five and uh, all of them over four dollars. So I've been really really nice day today and uh we'll, we'll jump into packing them tonight. So if you want to catch them online, um, I've been seeing them like beach balls today, which has been beautiful. So got to toot your own horn when uh, the time comes around, mate. Uh, been a good day. How's things on your end?
0: Yeah, going really well too, mate. And uh, as you said, guys, get around back of Um, Plenty of racing this weekend, and has done his selection for those guys. So uh, free tips online—you can't can't beat that. And you're going really well. So yeah, excellent stuff there. Uh, things are going well on my end too, mate. I was uh, pretty disappointed with Shiraz on the weekend. Uh, we had a bit of a crack on my service, and um, lucky we paid each way. Tried to chase Knight's order down, but. Nonetheless, we got the four dollar place and um yeah, going really well. So looking forward to this weekend. And just before I get into it, mate, uh, how much is Fireburn gonna win by on the weekend? Going for the triple champagne stakes, slip as of much, spirals, produce. How much? It's gonna win by as much as we said last start. It's a it's a walking moral. And
1: Gary Portelli, I don't think he, he, he mucks about. He came out, said it works been good. Um, he's a straight shooter. I saw the $1. seventy-five on futures and I went, that is, you know, you'll never get a seventy-five bank interest. Um, should be winning by three to four. And it's one of those bets where, mate, if, if it loses, you, you can sleep well on it because uh, thinking strategically and smartly, $1.70 for five burn early markets, even a fifty now, is a bet I'll take every single day of the week. Danger in the market, she's extreme. There's no chance it's going to turn the tables in my eyes. Um, Provided Fireburn turns up in the mood. And these are horses, mate. They're not race cars. Um, Could just have had enough and not want it. But in my eyes, mate, wins by three to four, wins easily, does the triple, and it's just one of the best horses in Australia. What about you?
0: I think you're spot on, mate. I think we overlook things a little bit like um, a lot of people did last start. I mean, she was the best horse over 1,200. Then she ran away from them over 1,400. She's loving these wet trucks. Uh, her sectional suggestion will absolutely eat up the mile now. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how she goes on the weekend. And I just think when you listen to Portelli and that, it sounds like she's a proper racehorse, you know? So yeah, I think, uh, I think she's going to win again on the weekend. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, race six at Ramwick anyway, this week, mate, obviously the rail's out eight meters. So have you got any, um, any suggestions on how that's going to play? More fancy the front runners or you're playing it pretty fairly?
1: Well, look, mate. Last weekend I was running seconds for fun. You got
0: sorry, partners. We're lagging a little bit here. Bryce's internet up on the up on Brisbane's not as good as mine down here on the south coast. So hopefully we catch him back again in a minute.
1: What was that? Sorry.
0: Oh, I just said you started lagging, so I started talking a bit of nonsense about how your internet's no good up there in Brisbane.
1: Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, mate, it's, it's, yeah, I think it, I'll be looking for ones on speed. Last week was a lot of seconds, so one of those days where, you know, it's things at odds were just going close and go one, G, when Fleming threw out the um, most certainly beaten you ever seen, I just, I went, oh, geez, don't don't let me cop that replay again, see Larry Cassidy fixing his goggles mid-race. Um, but, yeah, mate, I, I think it'll be on speed. I, I, you do want things on the pace, for me, I'm not going to be betting again massively into the Randwick card heavy decks. I've had enough of fully investing. I don't think the best horses have been winning. So, yeah, mate, I'll uh, I'll get stuck into it anyways. What do you reckon will happen with the uh, with the way the track will play? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think I um, well, generally when you see the eight metre rail, obviously you suggest that it's going to suit the uh, on pace types and horses in behind. And I do think you can get caught up by suggesting the back markets can't win, but Um, And I think that we're obviously getting an improving track. So we might get soft seven, um, heavy eight this week. So it's a little bit improving. But, um, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong by backing those horses that are going to sit forward in midfield and get their chance. Maybe inside lane will be still off. But I think they've taken the rail out far enough that even the inside might be on and it certainly might be the place to be. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking at another slight advantage to on-pace horses. And um, we'll take that forward into into race six. We're going to do race six, seven, and eight at both tracks. And uh, we'll start with the Hallmark Stakes over twelve hundred meters, which is a Group Three. Set weights and penalties. Um, obviously, current favourites Big Parade at a dollar eighty. And um, I won't rattle off all the runners because we're going to do this a bit quicker today. So, you with the favourite, mate, or are you playing around, Big Parade?
1: Lost you with the audio there, mate. You are still there? But yeah, all good. Um, so race, yeah, race six. I mean, you, you see, big parade favorite, really hard to be against on the speed jockey. Uh, Josh Parr has been there for six of its career wins. Uh, I, I couldn't argue it deserves to be favorite. You look at the map for big parade puts out the picnic rug, it's going to get the easiest time in front. Quantico will get scratched again, no point even having it in the field. Um, it just, gee, that thing gets scratched ridiculous amounts. Count your rupee was one I could entertain at odds. I knew um you've got a soft spot for the rupee. Um and it, it's a good horse. I mean it'll be running on. It's been placed in some really tricky races this prep. I think it's been out of its depth a little bit. Um but look at ten dollars, I think that'll be in the finish, but Looks pretty straight cut, mate. I think Big Parade gets gets the front pretty easily. If we're seeing leaders early on, um, it'll be a matter of Josh Parr just getting the lead nice and uh, easy here. I'm not going to bet into the $1.80. I think it's a little bit more open than that. But at the same time, if you told me you were backing Big Parade, I would definitely not be arguing with that. Uh, what did you land on, mate?
0: Yeah, you said all similar things to what I was thinking, mate. I think Big Parade gets a really good setup here. You know, second up, um, slightly better track than what he raced in first up. Um, Josh Parr not only rides him well, like you said, also rides leaders very well, and, you know, gets a really nice draw there in barrier four. So he'll shoot out and be hard to run down. Uh, The only knock I do have, and I'm sort of looking at at it a bit more in my form at the moment, is that some of these well-fancy horses in recent weeks have sort of been a bit disappointing after racing on these heavy Sydney tracks, come out a bit flat. Second, third, and fourth up, we saw very elegant Colette last week, very disappointing. So that's the slight knock i'll have at the price i don't think i want to take the dollar 80 as well and the other runner that i was sort of looking at was as you said kander rupee i think he just finds a finally finds a winnable race here because the new market down the straight at flemington was a uh, bit of a disaster show obviously and that race was a complete forget for me i'm not even looking at the form uh mm-hmm. and then second up he was beating a long margin but he but he was carrying the same weight as nature strip and eduardo so He's probably not a weight for age horse at the moment and probably might not ever get there, but in this grade, you know, uh, probably pretty well weighted in a much weaker grade. Um, third up, and we, I love what he's what I saw on um, early this week at Warwick Farm in a trial on the poly track. He looks in better order, so I think he's in for a, a much improved race. Barrier run, he'll, he'll shoot forward and be behind the speed, so look, I don't mind counting to Rippy at the each way odds if we can keep eight runners in this field, and big parade if he can drift out a little bit, but yeah, I think we're on the money with those runners, mate. So hopefully, Rippy runs down the um, runs home big parade and gets up at the
1: $10. Yeah, that's it. I think um, I'll probably wait for big parade to to drift a bit and I'll probably go count to each way, um, just a small amount. Uh, I've forgotten what a, what a good track at Randwick feels like. So,
0: yeah, I'd love to see a good track, mate. We'll move on to race seven, which is the Sharp, extensive IT JRR plate. It's a Group 3, 2,000 metres. Um, Some really good mans in this race. Current favourites, Ice Bath with uh, Polly Gray just behind and um, a couple other horses in the race. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you're doing, mate, with Ice Bath or are you playing a bit of value? Who's
1: back to Ice Bath 480 into 380? Because I said it last week and I'll say it again, four career wins, 31 starts, mate. I'd love to own the horse, hands down, and there's no denying it's talented that it goes close and the same thing last weekend, you know, two and a half lengths away. And I just go, you look at it's beaten SP prices. It's not a punter's pal at all. It just gets rolled, gets rolled at short odds constantly. And if if you can get there each way, um, I think the place odds are fair, uh, but she, you know, he's winning. He's almost winning one in 10. Um, it's hard, hard to catch for mine. Then again, most of these are, mate. You've got Brutality running on, hitting the line late. I mean, where's Maximal at? You saw its first up run. You look at its UK form. I went Barrier 20 or whatever it had that day. I went, gee, this could just blitz these. was enormous, and then it's just kind of fallen off. Barrier 3, JMAC, if anything's going to spark improvement. I think those two things uh, are the keys. But this is a race, mate, where a lot of these are just uh, uh, not winning. So I'm not keen to bet in. I think Ice Bath is nicely placed. Polly Gray loves the wet. But uh, yeah, mate, it's, it's one of those races where I don't think any of these are really coming in with the picket fence. Um, you'd love to see uh, Corner Pocket and Fireburn and all those ones that are putting the ones together versus each other. But I don't think many of these have had any recent wins. So it's a lead for me, mate. I think if Maximal finds its best with J-Mac, I can give this a shake. And if you can find some place to that ice bath, go for it. But what did you land on?
0: Yeah, you nailed that with the ice bath, mate. Always that flashing light run and everyone wants to back it up and it's on the quick yeah. back up now for a really heavy deck and it's going to get back and it's an eight-meter rail. There's so many negatives there, it's not funny. I know the horse is really talented, like you said. Uh, the bet for me in the race is Polly Gray and that's because uh, Polly Gray was obviously on that really bog track right before they called the meeting off. Proper heavy 10 and should have chased down Mount Popper, but just couldn't get the job done. And, um, yeah, following that, um, has now had a three-week break, got a bit of a gap, and come back out. Loves a wet track. So we've got the wet, the fresh legs here with Polly Gray. Um, we've also got the horse will be on speed just in behind in behind the chases, which suits on an eight-meter rail, 2,000 meters is mm. ideal. Um, still got the wet track, which is also ideal, and we've got Huey Bowman on. So I think the bet is Polly Gray the better odds. And as you yeah. said, other horses, there's a bit of value there if you want to, you know, trust that they're going well. But I couldn't take the maximal bet the way the horse is travelling. So the one that I could land on is Polly Gray, and that's that's probably definitely the way I'm going to play the race.
1: Yeah, and that's it, mate. The good thing is you've got 10 runs on the heavy, and it's, you know, it's missed it three times from, from 10 goes. So eats mud, hasn't won from 12 goes on the good. So Polly Gray is going to win. It's going to win in the wet. Um, and you get, yeah, you get Huey Bowman. He's not hooking him from, you know, 100 metres back like he was a few months ago. He's riding extremely well. Um, much improved ride on uh, Rustic Steel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's riding he's riding very well. And uh, I, I think that's the one, mate. If Maximal gets a, a market push, i will probably be tempted to have... And um, out in a, in a field with all respect to them, in a field of out-of-the-form horses... I think Polly Gray is probably a good option, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing with Polly Gray is, you know, some horses are really good on the real bog tracks, like probably heavy 10 jungle edge type horses, but Polly Gray is also good on a soft track. And we know that if it is in the soft range on the way again, it's going to be a a wet seven. So happy to play Polly Gray. And um, the big race on the day is the Schweppes All-Age Stakes. It's 1,400 metres. It's a weight for age group one. Um, Current favourite in the race is actually Annabelle Nisham's Moanga. At five dollars, along with Forbidden Love, uh, we know this is going to be a really fast one-run race, mate. And lots of winning chances at good odds. So I'm really interested to hear which side of the ballpark you're on here.
1: Cracking race, um, yeah. It's this is this is pretty tricky, mate. I think um, Cascadian's kind of in that ice bath um, sort of scene for me, and hard to catch runs on. But you're getting JMac. I mean, you're getting the best jockey in Australia, hands down. Um, and I just think Cascadian could be the blowout at odds. In the Congo, no knock. Form's right. Timmy Clark on the speed. If they're on, if they're wanting to be on the speed during the day, mate, I think in the Congo is pretty hard to beat here. Handles the heavy, likes Ramwick. Tim Clark and in the Congo, three wins from four goes, only second, only miss, was last week against Marzo, who um, in, you know... With my fault, I jumped off Mazu thinking, no, out of its depth, got it completely wrong. This thing is absolutely airborne, potential Everest, absolutely flying the horse. And one of those ones where you jump off and you go, no, nah, I think it's reached its level. And it, it just blew everyone away. That It's come back extremely well. So I would trust the Marzu form. I think it, we might say it in the Everest, mate. I reckon that's the horse. If I could dabble something at odds, mate, overpass is going well. If things go its way... Uh, it's got to be in this race. I mean, it's how big was it behind Shelby, and then it was five and a half lengths off Nature Strip, which is still the sprinter's form that I trust. Up to fourteen hundred makes me nervous, uh, but at, at eighteen dollars, I think overpasses over the odds in the Congo for me, mate. One to beat, Forbidden Love, barrier sixteen. So it's gonna need to be sitting minimum outside leader or three deep from there. The map looks pretty tricky, but can't knock the form. And, um, yeah, Moanga, I've never never backed Moanga. I don't know what it is against uh, Moanga that I have. It's a very good horse. But, if yeah, if, if you're going to be backing Moanga, you've got to give respect to Sierra Sue. So pretty tricky race, mate. I, I wouldn't talk you out of anything in this. I think in the Congo, give a sight with Timmy Clark. Um, I think overpass has probably been a bit undersold with the market. Um, And, yeah, gee, I mean, CRSU wouldn't shock, would it? Like,
0: how do you knock that? Six from nine over the 1,400. Yeah, absolutely spot on there. And um, I think this is obviously the trickiest race on the program, and I think that there's so much things could go on in this race, and I'm trying to sort of dissect what I'm going to see on the weekend. But I, um, at the moment, I'm sort of weighing up between a horse that's on a seven-day backup and a a horse that's fresh. (laughs) And that horse that awesome, on the back is in the Congo. Obviously, he raced last week and was pretty competitive behind the Mazu, as you said. We all know that's the A-grade form. Um, and I just think that he's going to shoot forward, which is where you want to be with this, uh, you know, eight-meter rail. I think he's going to eyeball Ellsberg and sit just off. And, you know, he'll be strong enough at the end of the race. He's a really nice type. The fresh horse that I was sort of half interested in was Moanga. Uh, reason being, I sort of, as I said before, don't want a few of these fresh horses coming in with well, other horses have been really deep into their preps, you now on, on really wet tracks. And I think fresh legs are starting to show up in the, in the winter circle on the weekend. Um, he raced over 1400 there Corfield in a really good race, finished second, and then just had one over trial since. And for those who don't know, he, he never trials well. My hunger is a proper race horse and, you know there's a lot of speed in the race for so that suits but the negative with him is he's going to be running on um i'm not sure that he's going to get the clear gaps from barry 9 dropping back he'll have to push forward early i hope tommy berry and then uh, the other runner i was interested in was ellsberg 18 bucks obviously didn't didn't go any good in the um doncaster but you know it was three lengths off mr broadside the winner after sort of copping some heat early in the race obviously a lightweight and goes up a fair bit so he's probably not suited at weight for age but you Know dropping back to 1400 suits him, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of runners in this field that don't like the wet tracks, bit deep in the preps, and I just think that the the, the the sort of fit horse I like is in the Congo, and the fresh horse is my longer. so they're probably the two I'm leaning towards. And I, I literally don't know which one I'm going to go at this stage, so um, but yeah, that's the way I see the race, yeah, yeah, fair enough, mate. I'll,
1: yeah, no arguments against both of those two, um, both well placed.
0: Yeah, we're, um, we're going to talk about a good track, mate, Caulfield. Um, rails out three metres. I generally like to play on-pace horses at Caulfield as well. I just think that that's the sort of track that's been doing that, especially the rail out a couple of metres. But uh, I'll hear your thoughts in a second. We'll start with race six. 1,100 metre Bill Collins Handicap, Phillies and mares um, Benchmark 84. Uh, one thing we know about this race is it's going to be super fast, so we're going to need a, a strong, fit horse at the end of this one. And... um. I think I found one or two of value here, mate. But we'll um, hear your thoughts first. Yeah, um,
1: this is tricky. Uh, this is really tricky because Jump the Broom beat one. I was keen on last start. I think Chassis or Chassis is is hard to beat here at Caulfield. Question mark. One win from eleven goes. But um, yeah, it's, it's a very consistent horse. It knows how to find the line. No knock on uh, Logan McNeil, but had no luck with him in a couple of. Uh, his last uh, tips I've given out. Horses haven't been settling for him a bit lately, but I'm not sure if that's his rub of the green or not, but never miss the placings at the track or distance. Uh, Loves Caulfield, loves the 1100. So if something's going to be rattling home, that wouldn't shock me at 17s. I think uh, Chastity at at sevens is a good bet, but he got Miss Albania in the mix. Um, Forever free, Jump the Broom, are going to be going up forward. So cracking race, mate. I'm probably going to leave it, uh, but yeah, the, the two I mentioned chassis and, um, and bless her could probably run good races, but gee, I miss Albania at nine teams. That's how good the race is. What did you land on mate? I'm pretty keen to hear this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am going to have a play here. I'm going to play two horses at, at a bit of value. Uh, as I said, there's really stuck a tempo in this race and I, um, I backed forever free there first up at Mornington and, uh, she won really well. Obviously, had, yep. had a similar draw to what she gets here, where she'll just sort of landing behind the speed on the fence and uh, need the gap to open up late, but I just think the jumpers prior to this prep were career best for her, and I think a lot of people are sort of saying she might be out of a depth here in a race like this, but she's only a four-year-old. I mean, she's she's still very progressive, and if the stable have finally got things right, I think she can go on with it, and I like the way she won first up. Um, yep. Obviously, the claim of Maddie Cartwright gives us a similar sort of weight than what we had then, and... We're getting the same odds about a horse who just won pretty well and going out to 1,100 with suits. So, yeah, I like Forever Free, mate, of the each way odds based on the barrier draw and the pace in the race. And I think um, obviously going to sit on the fence, which is ideal at Caulfield. And then the one that I – yeah, the one that I want to save on, I guess, is Miss Albania, like you said. Uh, the first yeah. up run was excellent. And also, you know, she's unbeaten second up, loves a good deck. Three wins, two placings from the 1,100 metres. Absolutely loves this track here stack of value. I think she's the class runner. Obviously, um, you know, got a terrible draw there in 15, but she'll jump a lot quicker than the a few horses on the inside. Um, and I just think she might be the one steaming home over the top late. So yeah, I'm going to play uh, forever free at the nine and three and have a little dabble on Miss Albany at the nine and five. I think uh, we'll give this favourite a good run for the money.
1: Yeah, she's really good value. She's, she's brilliant value. I think that's a good shout. Um, yeah, yeah, mate. Uh no no uh knock on Miss Albania and that's a massive price. You look at the field she's been contesting in. I mean, that's yeah, hard to beat in this, very hard to beat.
0: Yeah, I sort of looked at the price and I thought, am I missing something here? And I know I saw Barry barrier fifteen and that's a little bit of a concern, but I just think that the price is wrong. I mean, I wouldn't have even batted an eyelid if they put up seven fifty-eight bucks or what have gone. That's fair. Yeah. I give it was nineteen and five. I'm like, Well, I'm gonna have a good look at this and I think she can win the race. So yeah, I um, don't mind the odds there, but the next race is the Easter Cup, mate. Tobin Brothers Easter Cup, 2,000 metres. It's a group three. Um, yeah, current favourite is Robert Higmont's Pondus at the three ninety dollars mark. And uh, due to the big field, most of the other runners, they're almost double-figure odds. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to hearing if you're sticking with Pondus, the favourite, or if you've, you found a bit of value around around him. I don't know where Pondus is at, mate. I'm not too sure. It's it's Yeah,
1: it's really hard to beat if it's at its best. Michael D, I can't catch with a big fishing rod, biggest fishing rod ever made. Um, Zay Darnie is one I could probably entertain at odds. It's just a it's just a good horse. Um, second up, never missed a Quinella. So you're going to get a side at those odds. I think that's, yeah, the one I would be going at each way here. Grand Slam's been well backed early. You've got Jamie Carr. You've got the Mayor uses stable. That stable can do just about anything on this planet. So the probably Grand Slam and uh, and Zaydani are the two each way, mate. Uh, Pondus's best wins this, but just not too sure, mate. I mean, yeah, it's it's second to Crystal Pegasus is, is great, um, but we saw what Crystal Pegasus did. And to be fair, uh, I did I threw out some huge odds for uh, for the Sydney Cup last week and got it completely wrong. I threw Knight's Order at 40s. I'm pretty sure and um i thought Shiraz was going to be winning that brilliant ride from Rachel King and definitely got it wrong there but in the other end Crystal Pegasus woeful um and i thought it was way out of its depth so i'm not too sure about the crystal pegasus form um i think you're going to get good value with Zaidani and Grand Slam but that being said mate it's, it's $3.90 it lands on the speed so you're going to get a sight um, and it's Caulfield and it likes the 2000 so Probably Zay each way for me, mate, and I'll watch the market with Grand Slam, probably have a win bet if they back it in. Um, but if you've got ponders, I wouldn't really be talking you out of it. I've won on it a few times. It's a good horse. Uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, I like what you said just before because I was originally keen on Zay I liked um, everything I saw about it and really liked the yeah. first up run. And uh, I know that obviously the jockey gets along with the horse and 2,000 metres really suits And The horse had a really good preparation last prep with um bit of form around jewess as well but then i sort of looked and went well she's carrying the same weight as pondus she's coming out of barry 19 whereas he's going to be a bit more forward in seven um, you know she's obviously yep. not a horse that will jump and sit on the speed so i've got a few concerns around that and i'm happy to sort of play around Zaydani after that um but then you sort of i sort of went through the field and went well who's going to beat ponders here and everywhere i went i found some sort of negative and Obviously, I don't like Pondus in the situation where, when I'm looking at stayers, I want progression in, in trips. So 1600, 2000, 2400. How come they're coming back to 2000 metres, having a wild stab here? Or, you know, I don't like that at all. But, you know, i go through the field I think Pondus is hard to beat. The other horse I could have a little bit of respect on is Spirit Ridge. Um, while yep. I think he goes okay on a soft deck, he's absolutely cast on a heavy track because he just works too hard early and it kills him. Um, if you are looking the farm guide, his last start was on that heavy hundred behind Mount Popper and Polygrain. He got beat 40 lengths, and that's because he just sort of pulled up with a few issues. And um, yeah, but he's much better on a firm deck and he'll put himself right on the speed as well. So I'll probably will play the favorite pondus. Um like Mickey D. And I think Spirit Ridge will be the horse that I'm happy to have a little bit of a saver around 14 and 420, but I think it's a very open east of the cup and nothing would surprise. But in terms of doing form, I found more negatives and positives for a lot of runners and that usually brings me back to the favourite from a good draw. So, on with Pondus, mate. Fair enough. And,
1: look, I, no knock on it. I've, yeah, I've had some good good collects on it. It's a good horse. I'm just – mate, I, if I backed a 20-horse field and I put 19 bets on, I'd be losing on the one Mickey D's on. I, I, I cannot – I don't think I've ever ever collected on him. Um, not to say he isn't a, isn't a talented rider. He's getting some good rides. He knows what he's doing, but – Every time I touch him, mate, it's the worst ride of his life, so I'm not too sure.
0: Mate, you'd be disappointed to hear that Mickey D is one of our um, favourite listeners as well. He listens to every podcast each week, so he'll be disappointed to hear that. (laughs) Oh, no. I think he's a talent, though, and that's the important
1: thing. Um, And, look, it's nothing against his riding. I think I just have selected the rides where he's, he's put his hand up and gone, no good. But, I mean, he blitzes fields, his win rate's good, and, He's on Ponders. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to be a jockey better than me, mate. So
0: yeah. I can't
1: catch him, but I'm sure I'm sure many other people in Australia can, and I'm sure that's why he's, he's got a job. So
0: every every potter in Australia has one of those jockeys, mate. So uh, I'm sure he's not he's my feelings there. Um, race eight: Ned's Victoria Handicap, 1400 meters, a Group Three. Uh this is another race with plenty of uh, pace in the race, and favourites Adden. Really interested here. I want to know if you going with this progressive progressive horse that cars riding for Price and Counter. if you're playing around. And, uh, yeah, I'll leave it with you, mate. Rattle it off. Sorry to Mickey D
1: if you're listening, mate, by the way. Um, no, nothing personal against him. He's an absolute champion. But, yeah, just uh, had no luck with you, mate. But, yeah, he's, if you're listening, keep <laughs> going. Because you're doing well for everyone else. That's why you're riding. Um, he's not on Ayrton here. He's on Crosshaven. But... Mate, I'm with I'm with the D train in this one. I'm actually I'm on it, mate. I've, I, I'm with Crosshaven despite uh, Barrier 19. Um, I just think Crosshaven's one of those ones that goes around at, at silly odds every time. And I was really I was red hot on Crosshaven against Cherry Tortoni, and um, I think it was it was the man again, Mickey D. Gave Cherry an absolute peach, um, and I, I was I was completely wrong there. You know, I was against Cherry. It's Patton. Um, now I'm with Crosshaven again, mate. Look at its form. It's it's just it's consistent. It's running really well. It's not far off Lighthouse earlier. It's not far off Sinoan. Um Lost just by neck to Agent Chivalry. I just reckon Mickey D handlebars down from the barrier. If we're getting an on pace bias rail out, if he can somehow get within the firing range of the front outside leader or leader, geez, it's 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 a massive price uh of Avalon lands on the speed as well I mean respecting Crosshaven respecting streets of Avalon I'm Superman not sure where it's at mate I've got plenty of time for it as a horse but it's 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 just being thereabouts but not winning um I don't know where to go with that because you want you want the returns when you're backing things it's not giving that but it's got the talent and Ayrton I mean no knock mate I've it's three out of three at Caulfield I've been on it for for a few of its wins. I've got a good soft spot for it. I think it's a talent. Um, Mick Price stable. He knows what he's doing. Do I want to take threes about it first up? Probably watch the market there, mate. I reckon Crosshaven, on, on the speed, brother, Barry 19 gives a sight. Um, obviously, the map's tricky, but I just think, I think that's the bet, mate, at the 19s. What did you land on?
0: Yeah, don't mind that horse. Um, obviously, I think you've looked at the speed map backwards. There, he's coming from the wide gate. Obviously, going to be tough to get across, but hopefully, hopefully, cross over across yeah. with, with Mickey D there. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. Obviously, um, I, I really would like to back IM Superman again. Um, I backed him last start. And I thought he was really good first up. He draws, us. hit just didn't mind the speed again. I think he had excuses there at Bendigo. Um, but he's another one of these sort of ice bar horses where you. We were talking about it before. They just seem to promise so much, but the win is just seems so far away every time they they look like they're going to win on paper. And I know that one day he's going to just come out and burst in and win a, win a good race, and I'm going to go, how did I miss that? But, um, yeah, I'm sort of weighing up playing Iron Superman from an inside draw where he, he'll put himself on the speed and have his chance again. But whether he's capable of winning another race, I'm not too sure. But Anton is... A horse that i think is a little bit under the odds here um her form i mean his form is around group Three and listed listed form which is a patch of chase ellsberg king magnus and horses like that it's certainly not a great form even though this horse gets talked about as a real superstar um but on the other hand what he does have is um you know a very progressive type at his age and he's the one with a massive upside that can get better and better each preparation so um, if he can get out to the $4 price, I think that I can play him in the sense that I think that he might be able to burst through and uh, win again here and keep going on with things and get through this grade. But this is a, a this is a tough race with plenty of value chances in it. So I'm still working on the race, mate, and I'm not sure that I'll end up with I Am Superman, but I also won't end up on Ant unless I get $4. So sort of playing around that at the moment and uh, with a bit more work to come. I, I think...
1: Um, Ayrton has got double coverage and uh, hype about it than a horse like Fireburn. I, I genuinely think, you know, I've seen a lot of raps around Ayrton. Fair enough, it's done well. But, mate, I, there wasn't much going on about Fireburn in the lead up to the Golden Slipper. And I remember watching, um, watching yeah, Sky Racing and things like that. And uh, some good tips is, you know, Brad, Brad Gray and stuff doing the speed maps. And there just wasn't, this isn't uh, with, with what Brad was saying, but. There just wasn't a whole lot of of mention with Firebird. It kind of was just under the radar, and and I just kept thinking in the back of my head, hey, I think this just this will blitz them. This is just I don't know why this is so under wraps. Everything it's done has been phenomenal, and I think Ayrton's been on the side of the oh what a letdown when it kind of lost at the odds on because everyone thinks. Next kind of absolute stars. Zaki got big raps as well. And then when it got beaten, the bubble popped a little bit. You've got Nervous Witness in Hong Kong, just massive raps th- thrown out as a thirty pop, scrapes in for third, you know? And I think, um, yeah, it's, it it is, you're right, mate. I think it's a bit overhyped. Ayrton hasn't, you look at Fireburn's boxes, it's ticked off. Ayrton um, hasn't got the credentials that some of these do. I'm Superman's done a lot more than Ayrton has got upside but i think sometimes the media just loves to latch onto a horse or two and just really go with it mate like really hype it up Ayrton was one of them um and that and zaki was another which in fairness zaki is, is followed through with but i think airton's still yet yet to tick the box mate i'm i'm not 100 sold on it you're right i think it is a little bit short possibly um you you reckon it drifts and it's one of those ones it's just yeah I'm not sure where it's at, mate I don't know if it's a group one or whether it's just gonna be settling around for for grades like this well, what do you reckon about the hype mate you reckon it um, I'm right there with the Ayrton hype
0: um I think that Ayrton's shown enough ability over the career to um certainly go on and do things but I totally agree I think it's a little bit similar to profiteer you know they come onto the scene and they go really well and it's like and then all of a sudden things can happen I mean last year Ayrton was getting yeah. sixty odds and was beaten at Eagle Farm by Apache Chase, um, and then you know, was beaten last start at, at short odds as well. dollar forty-five was beaten by Harbour Views, and, and and you know, it's and Cherry Tortoni. They're not, they're not, they're not um, world-class horses that are, but beating this horse. But I know she's, he's only a four-year-old, and just the other sort of concern I had with this actual race was you're talking crossover coming across, you're talking Imperial Lad coming across. We know where Imboloch's going to go. There's a stack of speed yeah. from your wide that are going to shoot straight over and, and you're going to have this four-year-old yeah. horse that could be absolutely in behind a wall of horses at the Caulfield straight and yeah. it's not easy to make ground. So he has to jump well this weekend to be a winning chance and he can do that. But I think there's a little bit of a concern around the three bucks and, yeah, I mean, I'm um happy to let the $3 slide under my radar, and especially if he gets backed in and, and just to see if he's good enough. But, yeah, he's got the ability to, to become a great horse. But... Um just before
1: we sure went, what you said hello. with the um with the amount of pressure, but I guess the one thing you, you can, you know, go on the other side as well. You've got Jamie Carr, how well does she settle horses, how soft are her hands, how calm is she when she's under pressure. So I was thinking that as well, mate. I was like lots of pressure on Ayrton, young horse, just then you you look at Jay Carr and, and same with J Mac. Um, yeah, which which will lead me into one of my one of my best of the weekends. So
0: yeah, well, yeah, that's all for me, mate. Like you, um, like you said, while it is a, I think it's undervalued. I do think this is a really good opportunity for connections and the stable to really show that this horse has come a long way and can win a race like this because this is, while it is on paper, you know, yep. not a Group One or anything like that. It's um, certainly a step in the uh, step in the harder direction, I guess, for the horse. So hopefully he can get through it, but we'll see on the weekend, mate. Um, yeah, as you said, I uh, just probably rattle things off and finish it up. Um, what are you any other wide ones on the weekend you want to sort of tip listeners into oh, see, I'm not ma- I'm not massive
1: on tipping things into short odds um, you know I think it's a, a job as a tipster is to be uh, find an edge in the market um, as well as get winners at, at, at short odds but I think straight Aaron mate it looks an absolute star um, I, look I was really keen and I'm happy to admit I was wrong on, um, on the other weekend with uh, Lock Eagle but I kept looking at the market. I looked at the wet track and, I, and who it beat, um, who beat it, sorry, was fair enough. It had the wet wet track ticked, uh, got backed in really well, Godolphin. And in hindsight, I probably left myself a little bit vulnerable with a bottomless track and Lock Eagle that looked a good thing. Um, but look, it didn't leave me in any state to, to be against straight Aaron, mate. I thought that run was excellent from Lock Eagle. You've got a dead set Mudlark the Stable have backed it in. It's got good upside. It was it was lightweighted. And um, I thought after that loss, gee, I, I, I don't think that's a, a cross against the straight Aaron form. J-Mac, and he came out and he was right about Belenipatina. Nipatina. he said, Nipatina, very hard to beat. Straight Aaron looks a star. And you just watched that win again. And it was, it, how dominant was that, mate? It was unbelievable. He clicked the trigger and it was brilliant. And you look at barrier 14 and, um, and I look at Barrier 8 last time and you go, oh, that's sticky. And then you look at the man next to it and you go, James McDonald. And you go, he can just about overcome any barrier. You saw what he had with uh, Very Elegant in the cup. And he put it into the one-hour, you know, peach of a spot. So J-Max slot straight Aaron in, mate. And that's an absolute living breathing. That is just better than that grade. Um, the only reason there's a the price there is because of the Barrier Straighten a fire burn because fire burns are living, breathing. Um, if that gets beaten, then, you know. And I think Akira can bounce back, mate. That barrier 17, it was disappointing last start. Um, but look, back in distance, uh, Robbie Dolan, absolute killer voice, um, absolute superstar on the, on the vocals. Yeah. And you're getting a really good price for pretty much what it won in, two starts back at a very good price. Uh, yes, it had barrier two. Then it's got barrier seventeen. We need a magic steer from Robbie, but it's a good setup, mate. Back to the fourteen hundred on the heavy. It's, this is the same grade, so all we need, and it's fifty-four kegs carried fifty-two, so it's a bit more weight. But all we need is a good steer. Fourteen dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a good peach from Robbie. Um, other than that, mate, I think green belt in uh, in in Brizzy is going to be hard to beat. Uh, but what did you land on, mate? What do you got around the grounds? You got anything
0: for me? Yeah, I think we can get the first two winners on the program at Caulfield, actually. I think um, this Snowden Colt Cesar, he uh, obviously won pretty well there on debut. Uh, he had the fastest last 600 and, and four to 200-metre split of the whole entire meeting on debut. Mm. Uh, he was pretty impressive in the yard and also his last 200-metres that day was the fourth fastest of the, the whole meeting as well. So... I think that he'll um, jump out from midfield. I like McNeil booked on any Sydney horse down there in Melbourne. There's a stack of speed here in these young horses early on. And I think that he's just going to really, over his career, relish the fast tempo in races. And, and I really like this is 1200 now, because uh, they'll overdo it in front and he'll be the one charging the last 50 metres. And mm-hmm. I don't think I really need to convince you to jump on a two-year-old Snowden horse at the moment, because Snowdens are absolutely going wild with their young horses. And then in the yep. second race, um, Clemenceau. He's, uh, he's one of my favourite horses at the moment. I think he's so progressive. I think he's got so much going for him um, over his career. He's drawn barrier two here, which puts him straight on the fence. And I think he'll just bolt through over 1,100 metres. He'll run it out strongly. The firm deck's perfect. John McNeil's had a few sits on him and he really looks like that uh, leader that can, you know, jump and get a nice spot. And then when the gears are asked, he'll just click through them and, and burst through the line. So. I really like the two Sydney-siders there in the first two races at Caulfield, and hopefully uh, that might be able to set up followers for a good day. Definitely, mate. And
1: yeah, a good call on I'm always going to be uh, pretty keen on something coming from Sydney, because the Sydney form, mate, just holds up uh, more often than not. Someone asked me that the other day, and they said, oh, you know, I always get around Victoria form, seems to hold up well. I was like... I'll be honest with you. If I see something Sydney placed, you're bringing in some strong races. Um, you, you are. They go well more often than not. Um, and yeah, I think I think I see anything coming from Hawkesbury, Gosford, Wyong, uh, and they they run well, mate. They run well often. Um, I think Sydney form a strong form. And yeah, you're betting some handy horses. Um, so yeah, someone did ask me that the other day, and I thought yeah, I, I probably would lean to something in it brought over from from. Uh, from there into a Melbourne field. I mean, hard to beat. And you're on the fastest last 600 of the day at a meeting that's doesn't have slouches there. As Gately Gately loves to say, he's no slouch. Um, loves that line. Uh, there was no slouches at that meeting. I, I had a look at the uh, what was running there and I went, yep. To run the last 600 fastest at that is a great feat. So I reckon uh, you've got us in the right spot, mate, to kick it off. I reckon I'll multi the first two. And you're right with Clemenso. I mean, it, it got knocked after have uh, not really following up with one of those runs. But its form is excellent. It's a really good horse. It's got plenty of upside. Um, I think that's the right bet. I think both of those in race one and two, they're, they're the ones, aren't they? So
0: multi-race one and two looks the goods, mate. I might ring out TAB and see if we can get a, a McNeil multi special. The first two races of the day. Max bet 50 bucks, Punters get on, and um, hopefully we're off to a flyer there, mate. So, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, triple, J multi. triple J multi. We'll call it that one. Yeah, I don't mind that. I like it. Um, thanks for jumping on, mate. I know it's right before Easter, and you've got a lot going on. As Bryce said before, guys, check out backofinner.com.au. And uh, for all of my stuff, Head over to Triple J Racing on Facebook and Instagram, and also my website. Uh, we've been having a really good run lately, so hoping to continue that. Uh, I've been reading the tracks quite well with the heavy going lately, so yeah, looking forward to finding plenty more winners on the weekend. And more importantly, I hope everyone has a lot of Easter I mean, sorry, has a lot of chocolate and beers over Easter and uh, has a great time. So, all the best, Bryce, for your weekend, mate. And I uh, hope you have a good one, and thanks for joining.
1: Thanks for having me, mate. And, yeah, as you said, follow on Follow on the fish. He's on an absolute flyer. He's been seeing them like beach balls since the day day I've met him. So jump on Triple J Racing, get around the man, and uh, you'll be ticking off some winners very, very soon with him in, in charge. Good luck, punters, and enjoy your Easter and chocolate beers, as Fish said. I'm not sure how that mix will go, but <laughs> I'll, uh, I might try one of them later on tonight, if well, once Brizzy, get the win over Collingwood.
0: <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. Sounds good.
1: Have a good one, See you guys.